finesse. You ready? All right, let's do it. Ah, uh, yeah. Welcome to Envision Broadcasting, the station designed to encourage, equip, and empower you for growth and success. Presents Thrive Talk with TKT, a show that shares the stories and experiences of motherhood, entrepreneurship, leadership, and success. Thrive Talk with TKT begins now. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here, another episode with Thrive Talk with TKT. And we have a host for you guys. This is a pride. I'm not going to say her name yet. But for now, I'm going to introduce myself. I am Coach K. I am the COO of Boss Up Lead Hers Incorporated. And I am Dr. Tracy Hines Lashley. And I am the founder and the CEO of Boss Up Lead Hers Inc. And so we are yes. missing one person. We are, we are. She's the CFO of Bossed Up Lead Hers, Tiffany Myers. Sorry she couldn't be here today, but you know, it's her birthday weekend. So, you yes. know, she had a ghost <laughs> on us. Happy birthday. <laughs> so, yes, we have the lovely and talented Miss Christy Black Morrell. Introduce yourself. Well, let me introduce yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know. Uh, yes. So she was born and raised in Columbus, Georgia, just 100 miles from Atlanta, Georgia. She is a counselor and has several publications beginning in 2008 with Random Thoughts of Perplexed, Relaxed Soul, a collection of poetry. From there, she continued to pursue her writing with releasing books like every two or three years, starting you know, 2008, but she has like um, 2010, 2012, 15, 16, 17, and 18. And the most recent release was 2020, which she, you know, with, um, this is her first interactive child's or children's book, Do You Know? Powerful Praise from Parents to Child. So, hmm, most importantly, though, she speaks life in all of her works. So before she introduced herself, we are going to take a little break, a little commercial break, and be right back. Bossed Up Lead Hers Incorporated is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation with a mission to eliminate stereotypes amongst women and girls in the workplace, schools, and communities, while providing a sanctuary to produce intentional growth, success, and significance. Generate essential resources to elevate women and girls to an entrepreneurial mindset and executive leadership. Our amazing team of regulars and part-time volunteers are committed to helping others. We take our convictions and turn them into action. Think you would be a good fit? Get in touch for more information. If you wish to find out more or donate to help with our cause, go to bossdupleteherz.org. Welcome back to Thrive Talk with TKT. And we have the lovely, talented, and the most beautiful Miss Christy Black Morrell. And she's going to introduce herself further from what I just did. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, 
Thank you, Ms. Hines. That was a wonderful introduction and lead in as to who I am. Excellent job. I am Dr. Christian Black Burrell, and I am a counselor, an author, and a speaker. That is who I am in threefold. Um, I love speaking life. And I do that in every shape, form, or fashion, whether it's counseling, whether it's writing books, whether it's spoken word. In every facet, I am attempting to speak life to not just um, adults, but most, more specifically our next generation. I'm a mom. I'm a lover of God um, and a devoted wife. That's me in a nutshell. Okay. All right. <laughs> that that speaking life, you know, I will be going crazy over that because oh, you know, gosh. here we go. You know, <laughs> when you have to, you know, you know, your mouth is powerful, you know, and yes, most people is. don't realize that whatever you spew from your mouth, you gonna you gonna you know sow it. Okay. Sure. So whatever you speak, you, speak. Right. <laughs> you know. You know, and, and and with you know your books, and you did mention that you were. Oh my gosh. Um trying to be the voice or trying to educate um this generation yes it's hard okay oh yeah absolutely <laughs> yes ma'am that is hard it is so hard and i commend you for that and you know with all the things that you do with all the things how you find time you know it's just crazy but you know um what drove or inspired you to pursue your passion in counseling uh, I think that um, I've always been the person that someone felt like they could come and talk to about things that were tough for them. Now, looking looking back, I think it was just it was just who God designed me to be. I'm a listener by nature, but then I I love to see the growth in people, and that's what the counseling process is about. It's not just about an end result. It is about the growth that you make throughout it. And a lot of times the answers people really need, they're already inside of them. You just help them find those answers. Um, and so it's, like I say, it is just, it is, it's the core of who I, I don't know how to even explain it. It's just the core of who I, it's my why. It's my reason, my purpose. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> when you said that it's already in within and you just pulling it out. That's what we do. <laughs> like, you have the answers. And to me, if you don't, I, I, you know, I'm a woman of God too. you know, pray about it because he will reveal. Exactly. Yeah, it is there. <laughs> the hard part is sometimes accepting what you find out about yourself Ooh, and about yes. what you it's a tough place. And then and that's but that's why I like um kids that's why that's my niche that's my area it's mm -hmm. young people because i'm a seed sower and that's where you sow the seeds you plant it in the young people when we look back at the generation that we have today someone missed the missed their opportunities when they were in elementary school when they were young and no one sowed the seeds in them and now we're reaping that with our craziness of our <laughs> our world so i'm I, oh, that's yeah. what i just i'm doing it now I right now I currently work in elementary school, but I've worked in middle. I've worked in high, so I've seen it all fold. Oh wow. yeah, that is very interesting because I remember when my oldest was in elementary school, and in first grade he actually needed to stay back, 
Mm-hmm. But the teacher was like, no, 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 we're going to you know, move him forward, which I wish they would have kept him back because phonics and yeah, you know, it is. <laughs> and it is. Had they taken the time with him. And like you said, sold those seeds. Yep. He would have been a different person right now, I believe, because Absolutely. I believe that that kind of held him back from having the anxiety of taking tests and everything. So, man, yeah, you are. I wish I would have met you years ago. <laughs> yeah, and that's where that growth mindset set in, you know, especially yeah, for little, little kids. Like, you're more than what you can do without practicing it. You know, mm-hmm. you're good at something, that's your purpose, but it goes beyond your purpose. You know, mm-hmm. so having that fixed mindset, it kind of right. hinders their growth. And it's, it, 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 you know, it's stagnant and, and prevents them from moving forward in life. You know, doing right. so it's, and excelling. It's what we call that stinking thinking. When you think oh. about like cognitive behavior therapy, you think about stinking thinking. That's what it is. And that's why this book to me that I've written is so important because it's do you know, like, do you know who you are? Do you know you are great? Do you know you can be kind, independent? You know, you can move mountains. When someone sows those words into you, it helps it become a part of who you are. And you move from you hearing someone say it to you to you saying it to yourself. I am independent. I am kind. I can do great things. And once you put that in your heart and mind, you will do those things. It's just a process of changing that thinking. Yes, ma'am. Just like I, you know, I say in the mirror, I am. Okay. You know, you got to say that. You got to speak that because it's like it's a difference between somebody else saying that and you saying, yeah, I'm Coach K. No, you have to speak it. You know, mm-hmm. it has come from the diaphragm, you know, that down, down in there. Well, there she goes. Hey, you got to speak that I am Coach K. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. And you, you know, know what? And she makes us believe it too because we introduced her. This is Coach K. You know? <laughs> we all say this Coach K. <laughs> okay. She didn't put it in. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. You know what? It is funny because my grandchildren, like my, oh my Lord, my granddaughter is a six-year-old. She is just like, you can't tell her that she does not have it all together. She is, Mm -hmm. I don't know who sold the seeds in her unless it's probably grandma. I know. But you know, (laughs) oh yeah, and auntie. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You know, but, she got her own little business, you know, her little gloss line, she getting ready to start, you know, and that's, and, and, that's yeah, and you working with elementary school kids and, and they have, mm-hmm. and, you know, so w- when they come to you about, you know, I want to be this, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer. How do you do that? How do you talk to them and encourage them? Yeah, you can do, there are no limits to what you can do. You can be whatever you want to be, but you set yourself on a plan. If that's, remember you told, and I'll say them, I'll remind them when they make, choices that aren't so great. Remember, you said you want to be a doctor, right? And I want you to be one. Here's the steps to get there. Choices like this are not taking you down that path. But if you make choices this way, you're headed in the right direction. I do a monthly thing too anyway, where I introduce different careers to kids every, during core curriculum, which is like when I go into the classroom, I teach new careers. Because a lot of times we hear about doctors, lawyers, but we don't hear about like being a nurse technician or a dental hygienist. Mm-hmm. And how do you get to those kind of jobs? Because not everybody's going to go to a four-year school, but you might go to a two-year school and come out doing amazing things. So I want to sh- you know, open their mind to, to the other 
things that are out there, being a chef, being a, you know, you I know. <laughs> okay. Me too. That's probably why I teach them about that. I want to eat too. <laughs> but so, yeah. you know, and is, do you have like behavioral type um, tests that you give them or assessments? I won't say a test because I don't like saying that. Right. Like the disc. We give them, we just give them a, like a, um, what their strengths are. And mm -hmm. it's not really, um, it's definitely not a test. It's more like a little survey um, of things that they like. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about their, their likes and things that they're good at and what, what kinds of careers will fall under that. And when I have my career days, I have the person that comes to present. They talk about like if they had to go to school for four more years, what, how it relates to elementary school. I had to do really well in science if I wanted to be, you know, a doctor. Mm -hmm. I needed to have that science base. So those kinds of things. Yeah, we definitely do that. Yeah. Wow. And what would you tell you? I'm just like with, with everything that's going on today, because, you know, at first we have Michelle Obama, you know, we see us, you know, at the White House. What mm -hmm. would you tell a girl? Cause you said anything. You can do anything. It, nothing is impossible. Nothing. What do you instill in, you know, those kids in elementary school? What are their thoughts right now seeing before the little black girls or little girls, period, seeing that the election? What do you tell them or what do they say to you? I'm just like, I'm like, oh, my God, it's just so amazing. <laughs> right now, it hasn't been a whole lot. I don't know if the kids are not making the total connection to they get they have more connection. I had a lot more discussions about black lives matter than I've had about mm. our newly elected officials, you know, mm. and these heated debates because truthfully elementary school, everything that you speak out of your mouth in elementary school, more times than not is from your home setting and you're just regurgitating what you've heard. So mm. when they spew things that maybe you feel with hate, it's only coming from home. So you have to be mindful when you address it, that it's not this little kid thinking, Oh, my, you know, black lives don't matter. All lives matter. I'm like, baby, you don't even know the difference. <laughs> you don't even know the difference. So tell me, and I ask them, we have, you know, what I call um, heart to heart conversations where, what do you think that means? Wow. You know, yeah. Where, where did that come from? You know, or I'm voting, I'm voting for Trump. Well, you're not voting for anyone because you're in elementary school. <laughs> or I'm voting for Biden because Trump got to go. But you don't know one way or the other, and you yeah. definitely don't have a voice yet, you know, to vote. But it's just funny to hear them. But I know that it's home, and I have to be yeah. mindful of that because I, I, I believe with my whole heart that hate or love is taught. It's a learned behavior. So when they spew certain things, you know, it's not them. It's what they're learning, and you have you have the opportunity eight hours out of the day to show them something different. So they, if their parents have shown that you know that all blacks are mean and ugly, whatever I know, many of them will probably say, "Not my counselor," <laughs> you know, because <laughs> yeah. I'm you know I pour kindness all day long, mm -hmm. and they know that, and they'll say, "Like, what does Dr. Maria hate the most? Bullying, exactly, because you're <laughs> not going to mistreat somebody for being different. We're going to treat yeah. everybody." special because we all are just the way we are you know reading your bio you know um you stated you know you be, you began your journey in the midst of these crazy times trying to speak life into the next generation 
and you as a mom writing books with the positive themes, you know, um, shows my little littles to littles ever there is still good in the world. Yes. You so know. that's like, that's my why. Okay. Is to speak life into young people to show them to see and be the good in the world. Show them that there's good and that they can be that good. So that's like my, like in this crazy world, I want to show you that there's still good out there and that, you know what, guess what? You can be a part of that good. That's the same thing I tell my kids when they see ugly things happen in the news. We don't have to mistreat someone because of what we've seen. You know, yeah. for a little while, I really, I had a hard time. My, my six-year-old had a hard time with that. She was like, didn't want to talk to police officers because my father watch, watches the news 24 hours a day. Oh. So she saw all these horrible things in the news. And what I explained to her is that's one person. That's not everybody. Just like you're one person and you're not everybody. And you don't want anyone to treat you differently because of who you are. We don't treat anyone else differently because of who they are. You always be the good. You always be the good. Whether, whether people are not good back, you'll get your good back. You just be the good. So, but it's a part, that's part of the process. That's what I talk to kids about too. When they, when the kids are bullied or whatever at school, you, you get to choose. You get to choose. Has, you that, been, has that been a challenge for you? Absolutely. Some kids, because you know, some things are taught from home, so that's embedded in them. And not mm -hmm. only it's embedded in their soul, you know, you have to try to, it's hard to get that out. So right. it, I know you have some challenges and difficulties. Absolutely. You know? So so what do you do when that you come across those type challenges? <laughs> you wear them down. <laughs> you kill them with kindness, you know, and and that it is and it is because it's it's just like that that hate has been learned. Kindness can be learned, love can be learned too. You just have to repeat it. And what a lot of times it's it's because I don't trust you in there in the child's but I don't trust you. I don't know you. My family's mean. Why are you being so nice to me? And I get that question quite a oh, bit, yeah. especially for new kids. Why are you so nice to me? What do you want from me? I want you to be the best. That's what I want. I want you to be your best, best version of you, whatever that is, but your best you. That's what I want, you know? And so, but I found that me creating that safe place for them to talk openly because they can come to my office. They can, we have individual time. I have individual time with kids, but I also have whole group and it's everybody. And I tell them, Hey, that's not a, that's not a whole group discussion. That's a me and you talk. They, so they understand the difference that we don't share our, you know, some things that happen in your house is not a classroom setting. Mm -hmm. That's you and me. So when those kids have those hard times and they're bullies because of what they've learned, how how does let's talk about how is that benefiting you long term? I know that's learned behavior. And I remind them, has there ever been a time where Dr. Morell's been mean to you? No. Even when you're not making the right choices, am I mean to you? No. I try to put a mirror in your face. I want you to see you. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. what I do. So, and I, I think that that's what wears them down. It's my consistency. That's the same thing that's going to, you know, happen. Every, you got to be consistent. Kids are looking for consistency. They're looking for people they can trust. And they're looking for a safe place. And that's what counselors should be, is their safe place. And you're right. I've, I've met working um, years ago with um, at-risk youth. 
Mm-hmm. And they push you and they challenge you to see if you really care about them. You know, it's so everybody way. in their life always leave. Their parents mm-hmm. threw them away. So you say you care about me. I'm going to do everything I can to try to push you away and see if you're going to leave me just like the rest of them. And and it's like and it's sad sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, but and if, and if you do, if you do, it proves them right. Mm-hmm. And they go on with that same mentality to the next person. Exactly. I'll just wear you down. I'll just stay mean and nasty. And I've had some that try. They they stay for they, you know they stay that way for a while. But then they realize you're not gonna break on this, huh? <laughs> you gonna still keep checking on me. You gonna still keep hugging me even in the COVID. You gonna still you know you gonna, you gonna still worry about me even in COVID. I see y'all through T. Okay, the computer. I still see what y'all doing. <laughs> and, and it's hard. So, so do you have those groups now while it's COVID? Is it difficult? Yes. I don't do as many. Um, I, I do whole group because I can go in the classroom and I'm still I'm still six feet away from the kids. It's kind of like the teacher was in the classroom and they're they're this and they're spaced out and everybody's masked up. But I don't do. Um, and I still do uh, individual time because I can sit in my desk and they can be six feet away from me. Okay. My small groups, I have to move the location because I don't have my, my offices and big enough to have mm-hmm. four kids and me and stay spaced out. So my groups are now in the, in the media center because it's a little bit larger. Okay. okay. Yeah. So we have to accommodate, but yeah, I still have those same groups. They still need the same. They still need that extra. That's good. That's good. It's especially with this going on. Absolutely. All right. And let's take a quick break and then we'll catch that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> have you ever experienced uncertainty? Always worrying about things out of your control? and found yourself in a sunken place with no outlet? Was there a time where your thoughts were going a mile a minute and would not shut off? You constantly hit dead ends looking for a remedy to reduce or eliminate stress. That is where preeminent life solutions comes in. They provide individualized healthy coping techniques and strategies to reduce and deal with the stressors and that overwhelming feeling of wariness and self-doubt. Coach K is results-driven, and her unique techniques gives you a clearer vision and the ability to pay attention to the current moment. You can contact Coach K at www.flow.page slash Coach K. Dr. Lashley is an expert team culture strategist who educates leaders on techniques to harmonize family and work life while developing dynamic and productive teams. After being raised underprivileged becoming a single mother of two, Dr. Lashley married an army soldier who deployed to Afghanistan, Iraq, and Korea 11 times during his 20 years of service. She was forced to raise three of five children essentially alone. As a working mother and college student for 10 years, she had to find a sense of balance while juggling her children's activities and not losing herself in the process. She now helps working mothers and women in leadership positions harmonize their life while creating dynamic and productive teams at home and work. Are you ready for Dr. Lashley to elevate your teams at work and home? If so, contact her today by sending an email to info at drtracielashley.com or by going to her website at drtracylashley.info. Welcome back to Talk KT with the lovely Christine Black Morell. So we are talking about her passion 
for everything that she does and most importantly speaking life in all her works in all walks of life so you, i know you mentioned you had written children books um yes yes you know and trying to educate the next generation is that what drove you to writing the children books well it was twofold. definitely it was about um which my like i said my very core speaking life to our next generation but it was also about you know being a mom and wanting to see some representation of little brown boys and girls on covers of books so i wanted to create books where we could see, um, my kids could look at them and see faces that look like them. So that was part of why I wrote it. But definitely, just doing the work that I do, I see the importance of affirmations and how powerful it can be to speak life into your into other people and into yourself. So that was what this this whole book was about um, was speaking that speaking that those affirmations. What is your favorite part of that book? I want I want to hear some juice, some nuggets that you be dropping. <laughs> Literally every page of the book is a new affirmation. Hmm. So it's an affirmation and a picture that um, illustrates it because it's, it's really more of a concept book, probably for ages. I mean, you can you can read it to your child if they were like a little one that couldn't read for themselves, but by like anywhere between five to seven, they could pretty much read it on their own. And I wanted it that way because I wanted them to be able to turn those words into, into encouragements for themselves. And the end of it gives them space, space for the parent to write their own personalized affirmations to their babies. And then it leaves a space for the child to write which ones were important to them personally. Wow. So it becomes a little more special, you know, connect, they can connect to it. You connect the things that you, when it become, when you write it for yourself. Man. So and then, like I said, I followed up behind that with a coloring book. And so you color those, af color some affirmations and yes, coloring oh. book of positivity. So it's a companion pack. And most recently, well, not even recently, it won't even be out. It'll release on the 11th. No, no. No, no, no. What 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 day we in? We're twelve. It releases on the twenty first. The um journal, and it's a do you know journal. It's thirty five days of um positive affirmations. Wow. Yeah. So oh, wow. And it, yeah. So it, they all tie together. So it's a companion pack of af of positive affirmations. Oh, man. I know you had a lot of coloring books on your on your website. Um, yes. I didn't look at all all of your books and all of your um, the um, the products that you offer. Right, um, I've seen the two. So tell us a little bit about those. Okay, so I initially started my journey as a writer with poetry because that is my um, that's that was my start anyway. That's where I started writing when I was younger. That was my healing process, which is why I use it for kids now as a part of therapy. Um, so the first book was Random Thoughts of a Perplexed, Relaxed Soul. And just like the title, the book contradicts itself. So one chapter is on love, while the other is on, is on pain. So like joy and pain, they contradict each other. So under the joy chapter would be nothing but poems that bring you joy. The pain chapter would be nothing but the poems that, the feeling that would come from that poetry is a place of pain. That's where the poems came from. 
Then there's a, a, um, a chapter on peace. So each chapter has a different feeling. And then I moved from there to soul cries. And it was about, and it's also poetry, a collection of poetry. What does your soul cry out for? Mm. Right? Does it cry out for love? Does it cry out for joy? Does it cry out for our next generation? What does your soul cry out for? And so that that was the chapter names. Joy, <laughs> next wow. generation, love. And then I also, um, then from there I wrote Show Me Love, which was also another collection of poetry. And it was about the three types of love, agape, filio, eros love. And so they it was broken down into those segments and that's and all, those poems related to that type of love. And then I ventured into my very first fiction series. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and, it, and it was a doozy. Um, <laughs> it was basically about three young girls who it was set on a um historically black college campus. It was about three girls learning how to find their way through life. It was sometimes Love Comes Around is the name of the series. And so they're just, they're living life trying to figure out what's, which way to go. And they got a whole lot of trials along the way. They, they get to, they, they, their faith is built, but boy, is it tested. Um, they have some crazy run-ins and they, do some, they make some poor choices. Um, all for the sake of getting, finding love. And then it continues into um, three. It's a three book series. The second book follows the main character, Shell, um, and she is in love with a football player who's a main star. He go, gets a um, NFL contract and then gets hurt, and life goes crazy. So, and then I wrote a Christmas story. Uh, <laughs> oh Lord! I, mean, I thought no, I was busy. <laughs> what about things? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely busy, 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 busy. <laughs> yeah, so I wrote a Christmas story. I love Christmas. That's my favorite time of the year. And so I wrote a um, unexpected Christmas love, unexpected Christmas love story, and it's about an interracial couple um, that comes out of a failed um, engagement, crazy failed engagement, and then she meets this wonderful man, and all these crazy things happen. But it's it's a it's a wild ride. Wow. And then, right, and now here we are with my coming full circle, and I'm back with the kids, and I'm that's been my area and focus. Um, wow, yeah. So, you Great mentioned time. about an SLCA series, is that it? SEL series that's yeah. coming, that's social emotional learning. Okay, yeah. so social emotional learning is the is the is the thing now with kids being at home and COVID and trying to find their way through things. Their social emotional learning is how they um they learn to function. So what I'm what I'm gonna do is each book will be about um the Castle series, which is um self awareness, self management, social awareness, relationship skills, and proper decision making. So Those yeah, are the five. Most yeah, those are the five. Those are the five <laughs> steps of um, SEL. So each book will be about that, about that, and then teaching those kids those skills. And when is that dropping? I need to come on now because um, <laughs> you, well, now, you, told, you <laughs> just told me I was busy. <laughs> well, yeah, that was coming. On. That was going to come after the. Um, I have a book on diversity that will release in January. It's called. Um, True friendship is so sweet, and it's about a little um, a little brown girl that um, 
was kind of lived all around the world, but because her dad's military, but she lives in New York and she goes to visit grandma in the South. Oh. Meets a friend, makes a friend, Molly Ann. Molly Ann. <laughs> Molly Ann. Yeah, Molly Ann's dad is not happy for her to be friends with his daughter. So it's a it's an interesting little story to teach kids about diversity and accepting it and acceptance. That's good. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I will good. tell you, we will talk because mm-hmm. a lot of things you're talking about, things that I do. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes, and guess what? We all write poetry. Our father (laughs) writes poetry. My children (laughs) write. So I hear a collaboration happening. Yes, (laughs) man, and you're talking about love and pain and relationships and try that. Yes, yes. So, what is your favorite poem? Who's your favorite poet? Who's my favorite poet? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a hard, it's a hard. I know. Nikki <laughs> Giovanni is one of my top. Of course, the infamous, just amazing <laughs> Dr. Maya Angelou. I mean, come on. I mean, the voice. Yes. So, I mean, amazing, amazing, amazing. Yes. Um, words that she's left behind with us and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I think that's my tagline. Try to be the rainbow in someone's cloud. So mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> it was an amazing. So yeah. I mean I love I mean I love there's we got some greats out there. Sonia Sanchez. We got I mean we have some so do you do spoken word? I do. Um I haven't um done as much of it lately mm-hmm. only because I've been kind of zoned in on this children's children's um arena but i did do i've been doing workshops for kids called tell your story and so it's a poetry workshop where they can come and learn about the different styles of poetry and i let them help them write and all that good jazz so i've done a couple of get together (laughs) (laughs) look it was fake because we had another person in this slot and when she backed out you popped in i'm like well who was this (laughs) <laughs> well, we had other people, you know, waiting to get in, and she done jumped on a been there. You know what? Mm-hmm. Look at God. <laughs> well, amen. I had on my daughter for today, but I didn't hear anything. And I said, "Well, I guess I just I said I'll just come in when I'm supposed to." Yeah, I, was, I mean, I just got home when I had logged on. I'm like, "Okay, I'm here." You know, my son came home. I'm like, "I had I was out since nine thirty this morning." Oh back my goodness! Back and forth. I'm like, "Okay, I got to get there. I got to get everything together." <laughs> So I was all over the place, but I can't be late because we normally, you know, you know, come in a little early and stuff like that. But um, and I'm glad you did say about the spoken word and and having that um that program because um my kids are in high school and actually somebody here was doing that, you know, teaching them how to write poetry and they were mm-hmm. interested. So I dropped both of them off and it was in about three hours. Oh, yeah. you know. And, and that's something they love. You know, my, my other one, you know, she's writing a book of poetry, you know. Awesome. She, yes. So she's she's um amazing. So I'm, I'm glad that you are yeah. doing stuff like that. And poetry also brings out that inner. I don't want to say the wrong word, but that inner hurt. Yes. You know, but the other thing is the biggest fear that people have is public speaking. Yes. This gives oh, them wow. an opportunity to practice. Mm-hmm. 
public oh, yeah. speaking. And I do it with younger kids. Like my groups are normally for eight year olds. I start. I think I did seven, seven to eleven. So I do it with kind of the younger ones to kind of start it, start to you know. From there, go sowing them seeds. I like to start it young to give them the give them that opportunity, and then it gives them chance to stay. They stand in front of the class, they read their poems, and they you know. So it builds that confidence too, because we encourage them. You have to, and every person has to go around and say something positive about what the person said standing up in front of them. So they walk away feeling encouraged. So yeah, you did mention that you use poetry as a means of expressing feelings and processing emotions. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? When I said that, that, okay, so that's what that's part of what I use for my therapeutic processes with um with my kids. So I may send them home with a poem like they have. Let's say, for instance, they come to me and they're having self esteem issues. I may send them home either with the assignment to write about just about themselves. Just just keep writing. Just write, write, write about yourself. It don't have to be in any kind of order, any kind of format. And then we come back and we go through that together. Or I may give them a poem that I know um, is about self-expression and self and self build can build you up. And I want them to find their favorite line in that poem. Wow. As a way to help them work through what they're dealing with i've had a kid a little kid that was raped before and we did a lot of um we did a lot of therapy with um with poetry because that was her that was she had like journals upon journals where she'd been writing everything down so i helped her to turn that into turn that pain into some purpose Mm -hmm. wow yeah i'm just loving this man this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'm I'm at a loss of words right now. What what drove you to that age group versus I know you said you were in middle school, you think you said high school, and you were all about mm-hmm. elementary. Yep. So, I, I like I like the littles. I think that matter of fact, I specifically like K2. I like the primary. Really? Yes, I like them the most because mm-hmm. they're the most receptive age as far as um a lot of them haven't had their world turned upside down yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They ha- reality hasn't hit them yet. They're still in an imaginative state where they, you know, they get excited about little things. Like tomorrow is our is National World Kindness Day. If you didn't know that, yes. so tomorrow we're going blue, which is the national color for world kindness. I mean, so I'm going to be blue head to toe. Like I'm going to be blue eyeshadow and oh. blue <laughs> And they get so excited about that kind of, they look forward to seeing just how far, I guess, how committed I am to certain things. I I love, um, and they remember, they remember the little things, little stories that you read. I do a lot of bibliotherapy. So it's like basically just stories that teach Mm -hmm. and they remember it because they remember the characters. They can connect to the characters. Whereas high school, I liked the, I liked, um, helping them prepare for the real world. But a lot of times, like I said, they you, you've missed it. If you've, if they missed it through kindergarten to eighth grade, you, it's hard to get them back. Not impossible, but hard to get them back. Yeah. And it doesn't, mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say, and, and especially when you're not the parent, like you're outside of the home. So you're like, you only get them during the day. 
and you're putting all these things in them. That's why when I do therapy outside, you won't come unless your family can come too, because it's hard to put all of that work into that kid. And then you send them back home to the same environment and you know, expect and, different um, results. <laughs> and a lot of times um, as parents, we don't understand what you guys go through because I am one of those who would be like, don't you tell me one more thing your teacher said. Because <laughs> they come on, well, my teacher said this and my mm -hmm. teacher said that. I'm like, I don't care what your teacher said. Don't tell me no more. And now I regret saying that. I didn't understand. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of times we say things at home as parents and we just, we don't, we don't get it. Yes, but never forget that we are supposed to be a team. And I'll yeah. say that anytime, anytime I have a meeting where it's me and the parents, especially if me, the parents and the kids, I will say I wanted us all to be here because we all care about you. That's why we're here. You are our, our big priority. Mommy cares about you. Dr. Muriel cares about you. And everybody else in the room is here for you. And so becoming more of a team effort. It helps. It helps the kids for one for unified unified fronts. Just like you tell you can't tell your kids one thing, then daddy tell them something else. Well, daddy yeah. said <laughs> it creates and, that division. Yes, and it does. I um, I've always been that active parent. You know, every every class or every um opportunity there is to go meet the teacher or a parent teacher conference i'm there i don't care where i'm at i'm putting mm -hmm. in leave i don't yeah. care if I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be in there and you know and, and it I'm takes there. one teacher that you see when she started crying when she came to me said you know what i am i really thank you for coming you know mm -hmm. i see the passion that you mm -hmm. have Take that one teacher. See, they don't they don't make teachers like they used to. Cause see, back mm -hmm. in my day, okay, you, you always know, in trouble, girl. So don't you talk about. You know, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying, right? Back, back in my day, if somebody, you know, had their head on the desk, you know, that teacher gonna like, you know, get your butt up, right? You know, pop right. Your, tap you on your little head, yeah. and get up. And I dare to go home and tell your mama that you was in there sleeping. So what you gonna do? Get up for your work? Go home and tell your mama. Okay. Sometimes so, they'll call your mama for you. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you know, so and and they and we miss that generation. Now you have these kids having kids and these kids going to school and that just and, and kids who tell you that go ahead and call mama. She ain't gonna do nothing. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. She yeah. gonna she gonna you out for calling her. She at work. Yeah. All right. Send so, me to the <laughs> office. You can't touch me. Yes. Right. <laughs> Every thought of starting a business or improving its growth? Get the step-by-step -step business coaching you need to help you start building and stop delaying in just five days. Visit lpa.passiongetawaysllc.com or search Life Passion Academy via social media platforms you'll find free resources to jumpstart your business or side hustle today. We would love to have you on our show. Here at Bossed Up Leaders, Inc., we take pride in elevated women by providing a platform to have a voice and promote their business or service. Our core values are accountability, growth, balance, leadership, community, and entrepreneurship. We would love for you to be on our show. 
If you are interested in being on the show, please go to bossjupleaders.org. Welcome back to Thrive Talk with TKT. I'm your host, Coach K, and with the lovely Christine Black Morrell. <laughs> we're talking about, you know, the children in these schools and kids having kids, and it's so difficult for the counselors and the teachers to teach, you know, this generation of kids. Um, when you mm -hmm. come across a child that is, if you call my mama, she ain't gonna do nothing. You know, um, Sorry. when you have those conversations with that family, how does that, how do you, how do you deal with that? Um, for one, I, I very rarely have to call parents, but when I do that, when, when, normally when that's said, it's said to the teacher. Um, but if I, when I do call parents, I, parents, I call parents for good and bad. So that's, that helps. That's that's the key. If you always call parents and you're only calling for negative things, then they're gonna be auto, they're automatically on the defense when the phone rings and they see the school. But if you call positives and that's that's normally the way I kind of lead in. You know, I lead in with, you know, little Johnny is such a leader. You know, and I and I I love the fact that he's able to lead the class. But let me tell you a little something, Mom. Today, he was leading in the wrong direction. He was got it. You know, he had the class laughing. The teacher was trying to teach. And then, then the parent is more on the receptive side. Mm -hmm. And I wrap it in the end with another positive. Because you know what? Mom, we can get this, we, we can get this under control. Now, he wasn't, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you know. And I'm real with him. I'm going to let you know. He wasn't too concerned about me calling you. He was not concerned. He thought he figured you, you know, you were just gonna get mad at me for calling you during your work day. But I told him, I know, I know how much your mom cares about you. She's gonna want this phone call to know how you're doing in the school and how you're representing her. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's funny because like um my kids when they were younger, they know a lot of times I couldn't leave work, especially when I was in daycare. You oh, know, I can't take phone calls and I can't leave. Mm -hmm. But if they call auntie, they this was what they would tell their teachers and in uh, the, the principals. Call, can you call my mama? Don't don't call my auntie. Auntie didn't even have to go down there. She just get on that phone and they, they like. Mm -mm. So there's always one person. That you know, if you, they get called, they, uh, uh don't don't call them. <laughs> no, <laughs> and they and it's sad because I, I like in high school, my son was going through a lot of things in high school, and it was all of the men, you know, um, black men. I'll say, mm -hmm. they were antagonizing, you know, um, the boys, mm. you know, and belittling them and. It was a lot of stuff that was going on when you thinking they should be taking them under their wing, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And it's kind of disheartening. So I know you're a counselor. Um, and and it's and when you see things, somebody come to you like a parent after hours or anything, like a family member, you know, um your um your style, you know, is it for any age group, any ethnic origin, religion? Um, 
that you would help if they did come to you? I, I think it is. I think that I think that because the base of who I am is kindness, kindness rules, and kindness rules for everybody. Black, white, Puerto Rican, or Haitian, mm-hmm. young and old. Um, it, and it never gets old. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm and I'm very relatable to the fact that um, I build relationships. Like when I talk to kids, I want to know. Like, who's in your house? Who do you stay with? Who do you connect with at home? When you're sad, when you're mad, who do you talk to? So that's normally the person I pull on when it's time for a discussion is the person that they connect to. So like, I, the, greatest, the greatest experience I had was when I went from, I used to work in a rural, very rural county. And I was working in elementary school and then I moved to the high school like late, like some years later. Well, my elementary kids were now in high school. That was the best thing ever. Because you know what? I can say, don't make me call your auntie. (laughs) Because see, normally in elementary school, parents are very involved. Parents, grandparents, and when you're in a small city, they're really, they're really invested. Like they're right down the street. You can, you know, you can always reach in their like neighborhood schools. So when they got in that high school, the other counselors may not have known, you know, don't call his mama, call Aunt Lou. That's who you call. <laughs> but I knew that because I've been dealing with him for 10 years. I know that. And they knew me when I called. Oh, he doing what? I'm about to come to the school. They knew because they knew that I wasn't just calling them about craziness. They knew that I cared about their kid. Mm-hmm. They knew that. I've been doing it. They, I've been, like I say, consistency. I've been the same. Whether they're being, whether they're on the good good things or on the bad, I'm calling you both ways, and they knew that. So I, I think that's the biggest key to really pretty much anything. If you ever want to see kids change, you build relationships with them. And 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 that is that right there is so critical. Um, and I'm going to speak on this or ask for people that's listening and having going through the same issues. You have these, like in high school, you have these kids um, that are, I'm not going to say innocent, okay? Now, they go to the office because a teacher lied on them. So now they're going to believe that teacher versus that child. Um, And then you go into the office to where now the office people are bullying the child that's sitting in there waiting to be seen by the principal. Then you have the principal you know, now you are trying, you're trying to, you're threatening or trying to intimidate the child. So when you see that, you know, what can you do about it? Now I've called school board cause I've, you know, I've seen things like that or whatever and it has happened to my son. Um, and they are for the teacher, they're for the principal, you know. But see, and that's, that's where the counselor should come in because our job in the school is the student advocate. That's who we are. Mm-hmm. We're their biggest cheerleader. And I tell them that all the time. I would, when I was, especially when I was in high school, because that's when you got more of this kind of stuff where there was more of a, you know, bumping of heads. Cause I mean, you got kids is about to be adults mm-hmm. and then you got adults who just, who may be fresh out of college. They're still too, they're young too. So it becomes a, you know, a, this is my classroom, you know, that, that kind of debate. But I would tell kids, you don't respond because when you're in that classroom, you are the kid. 
what you do is you look for your advocate. Because I, I said in several meetings and spoke up for the kid, I would be the one to say certain things because I can say them to another adult versus if you say it, now you're disrespectful. Now you're being suspended because you're not following the rules. You're not. But you know the rules were bending for somebody else, but you didn't bend them for this one. You wanted to hammer it in with this kid. So I know that. So that's why that's what the counselors extra. That's a piece of our job is that we are the student advocate. Yeah, I'm so glad you said it because like I tell my kids, you know, I'm your mouthpiece. God is your vindicator, you know, and when you see an injustice or when you see something not being right, just, just write it down, write it down, write it down. You know, when, you, when you get home, you let me deal with it. Right. You know, but just like I tell anybody, that's just like, you know, you praying, you know, you praying to God, but mm -hmm. you're still sitting here complaining about the same thing you prayed. <laughs> For, for him to release you from. So while you complain about he ain't doing, he, he can't move. And you take that move back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, he, he like this, like, here, can I, can I do something? I can't do like, that. Take your hands off of it. Take your hands off of it. Okay. You know? Like Absolutely. someone said, stop trying to be God's um, executive assistant. <laughs> yeah. You don't need one. He's going <laughs> to. And, and, it, and it is, it's crazy. But, and, and, and I like when you said that the counselors are there for that reason. Mm -hmm. I didn't, it, a lot of these counselors are not putting that out there. No, right. I was ignorant to that, you know, yeah. and, until you just said that. Yeah, it's, it's um, unfortunate. It's unfortunate because, um, and I think to me, a lot of that comes from, um, I guess with any job, because some people get into jobs and they get into jobs because, they figure it's going to be easy. A lot of teachers move from the classroom to being a school counselor because they figure, oh, I don't have no classroom anymore. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, no, you don't have a classroom because you have a whole school. Yes. All the students are your responsibility, <laughs> not just 26. But they don't get that part of it. And then, it's you know, so it's, it's unfortunate um, because I've seen some that are there for waiting on the 30th for their check. And then I've seen some that will bleed for their children because they, they, they care about them and they care about their well-being. Um, but unfortunately, that can't be everywhere. That's But that's with everything. There are doctors that are not doing what they should do by their patients. Yeah, they're yeah. counting numbers and they're counting health codes trying to make sure they get paid the most from yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, unfortunately, there are teachers who have a heart and compassion for what they're doing. And then there's some that are waiting on the 30th. You know, so, you know, I, I'm I'm saddened that you've had that experience, but I've had it too, just being around other people and seeing. But no, I went into this job to meet the needs of young people, to see them grow, to speak life into them, to give them the tools they need to be successful. Yes. And unfortunately, and a lot for my little ones, my little brown, my little brown, brown little brown girls and boys, I do a little bit more for them. I do. I do that because they're already, they come in at a disadvantage and yes. I know that. And I've had so many of those conversations, especially I was in high school with my boys, like you already have an X on your back. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to give them a reason. Yes. Yes. And as we come to a close, I want you to, you say you thrive to sow words of life that spread mm -hmm. positive things into the world. Yes. Why such passion or the need 
for this act of kindness? Because unfortunately, our world is not kind anymore. And that's exactly what we need. We need kindness. We need love. And our and our kids do. Our kids do. The, 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 they look at media. Media tears them down. Unfortunately, some homes tear them down. You know, we need to pour that back into them. That they were created for greatness. That when, when God designed them, he designed them perfect just the way they are. Nothing about them is wrong. Know your nose is not too big. Your lips are not too big. Your skin is not too dark or too light. You are perfect in your design. And they need to know that. They need to be reminded of that. And if I can be the mouthpiece to do that, then I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that I'm given that opportunity to do that. So that's why it's in me because I know and I see it daily, the need. I see the hunger to know that I, that I can do and be something better. So, wow. Yes. <laughs> so please share anything else that you want to share with the listeners and how can they find you? How can they get your books? And when is your next book going to be dropping? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, well, the nugget I want to share with anyone who's listening is this. If I, if you don't learn anything from this, this time that we've shared together, if you have little people in your life, whether they're your children, your nieces, your nephews, neighbors, kids, children, children at the church, at the grocery store, encourage them to see how amazing they are. Speak a kind word to them or just to somebody. A kind word never hurts anybody. It only builds up. So if you didn't get nothing else, get that. Be kind. <laughs> Secondly, where can they find me? They can find me um, on Facebook. Um, I am Christy Black Morell on Facebook. I am um, Morell. Let me see. Wait. I'm Morell. No, sorry. What am I? Morell <laughs> Black. <laughs> Morell Black. Chris Black author. Author Morel Black, Christy Black on um, Instagram. Um, I'm author Christy on Twitter. And I have my website, which is www.cblackexpressions.com. So if you missed any of those other ways to reach me, website, we'll get you all of them. My most recent book, I'm going to slide it in. Do you know? <laughs> Do you know? Powerful Words of Affirmation is available on Amazon. And it's, of course, available on my website. Follow up. Coloring book, also there, only available on my website, though not available anywhere else. Great. Only on my website, and the journal will release on the 21st. So the Christmas Companion Pack, do you know, will be available December 21st on www.cblackexpressions.com. And I think that's it. All I got right. an event coming. Can I throw that out there? Yes. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So I got an event coming next um, November 22nd. And it's called Sisterhood of Scribes. It's actually a unity event. I'm a Delta, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, but we also have Alpha Kappa Alpha, Zeta Phi Beta, Sigma wow. Gamma Rho. We're all coming together as authors um, and promoting unity and um, just pushing each other. So it's a great event. It'll be next. Uh, it'll be November twenty second at six o'clock via 
our Facebook pages. So check me out. Check us out. And uh, I thank y'all so much. Spell <laughs> your name for the audience, for the listeners. That's all I was about to say. Spell your what name. Now? Say my spell name. Spell it. Spell it. Okay. Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E. Black, like the color. Morel, M-U-R-R-E-L-L. That's me. And there you go. The lovely, talented, and the most beautiful Miss Christy Black Morrell sharing her nuggets. Yes. Thank, thank, you, thank you for being our really guest. <laughs> thank you for having me. This has been great. Yes. All right. So that is the end of our show, you guys. Right. Be blessed. See you next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Thrive Talk with TKT, where Dr. Tracy Lashley, Ms. Karen Hines, aka Coach K, and Mrs. Tiffany Myers speak on, and two leaders, influencers, and motivators who share journeys in personal and professional growth, teamwork, business tips, life lessons, and the mindset for success to elevate their life. Follow the ladies on all social media platforms at at B-O-S-S-D-U-P-L-E-A-D-H-E-R-Z and visit www.bossdupleadherz.org. Remember to always walk in your purpose and eliminate self-doubt.